Jim! Jim! I mean, I feel like it's only one thing to talk about, and it's cocaine bear. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very mean thing to call Tony Robo. Uh, I was, I mean, I thought you were going to say Chris Jones, which was going to make me mad for a whole bunch of other reasons, but Mm -hmm. he was unblockable. It felt felt like it. I mean, first off, uh, Bill, um, I'm so glad you and Dominique are here because I loved what I saw (laughs) and don't really know yet what it was. Yes. Just like Cocaine Bear, this week was a conspiracy masquerading as an entertaining set of games. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, yeah, this is um, debatable. debatable. We're here. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. That's Pablo. That's right. Bill. I'm mm-hmm. Dominique. Alabaster, what you got for us? Pretty obvious here, but what was your reaction to the Chiefs' win over the Bengals? I guess we start with the idea of we had a double feature today. The first movie <laughs> sucked <laughs> and the second one was was it, it was um it was entertaining movie. It, was, it was entertaining the, but not good necessarily yes. but like it was good tenet. moments yeah. it was tenet oh. yes i don't know why they literally moved backwards in time is that one yes. car chase yes was another third, there were yes. like five third downs at one point i don't know why that was allowed logically i i, I think i, I was to read it. i need to read a fan uh, explainer that goes through like eight thousand words of why that game made sense to anybody because oh it did gosh. not make sense to me i asked the people around me did you get that absolutely <laughs> not like maybe i went to the bathroom and missed something but that's no. where we are at this point oh gosh yeah so i mean i i think we have to start by saying at least we don't have to deal with people telling us that joe burrow is officially better than patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. that's nice okay. um, <laughs> we also have to understand that travis kelsey and patrick mahomes when we came into the game those were guys like nursing injuries that we thought mm-hmm. were going to impact them and did obviously impact mm-hmm. them both through the course of the game but they were the last people standing it felt like on that offense yes. them and, and mvs everybody else just falling off people whose last names i didn't know this morning out there <laughs> catching passes from the greatest quarterback of all time it was a wild ride isaiah was... pacheco's name bill is mm-hmm. replacing the burger king song in my head get in two yards on a check down <laughs> sunday night it wow. don't freestyle. <laughs> Please don't sue us. Uh, that was that was that was legitimately impressive. Thank you. Thank you. It was not legitimately impressive for this Chiefs offense for most of the game. And this was yeah. for three and a half quarters. It was the Dominique Foxworth Bowl. It was oh, Patrick Mahomes is throwing to an offense where Marquez Valdez Scantling, a guy who most Packers fans did not want on their team, and think about how little the Packers have at wide receiver, was his top wide out. And the guys on the other side of the field, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, were mossing people for yeah. big gains in key situations. It felt like this was the ultimate. You need to have dudes at wide receiver game. And then it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of things, a lot of stories of this game. It changed a bunch of different times. The beginning game, uh, you know, all I really care about is being right. So I felt really right at the beginning of the game about how the mm-hmm. offensive line or the Chiefs seemed to not be able to hold up. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that, that we all were right about was the ankle was going to impact Patrick Mahomes. Like we saw that through the course of the game where he's scrambling because I, I, I rewatched a number of the plays that the, the um, Bengals defense like got good stops. And I was expecting mm-hmm. to see 
some exotic something. No, they were just like playing traditional zone coverages. And mm -hmm. we get accustomed to Patrick Mahomes buying time and mm -hmm. allowing the zone to break down and then make an incredible throw. And he couldn't buy time with his legs and he couldn't run uh, to make them pay necessarily. So it, it impacted him. So it makes the win even more impressive. But as much as I appreciated the defensive plays and the slow offense, they both, Mahomes and Burrow, made some incredible throws through the course of this game. Not enough for one side, though. This was like yeah. like Lou Anarumo, the genius who we've been talking about. It's this guy who draws up master defenses all week. This was like when you have a great artist who draws, like, you know, a picture of a field. And you're just like, oh, wow. Like, I guess that's good. I don't really understand Oh, I why, get it. No, I get it. I, I get this. <laughs> Yeah, yep, totally that's what you got to say. I got to get I, I get it. And then you don't ever explain what you get. But yeah, like mm -hmm. it was Tampa 2. Yeah. I guess they had a yeah, it wasn't like it was covered. Like I was yeah, going to I was going to ask. Robber. I was going to ask. Right. Like this was so much of the, the chess match. And in the end, it felt more like attrition. It felt mm -hmm. like, yeah. can you be upright? Can you not fumble bizarrely? Mm -hmm. And the answer was no, at least for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I'd forgotten about moment, that. Right? Oh, gosh. I'd forgotten about the, the one moment when I momentarily considered that Patrick Mahomes had bet on the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing again? You already got paid last year when you did that. Like, what are, you don't need any more money. They gave you a big deal. Yeah. It didn't make sense. This felt like a classic Andy Reid loss for most of this game, right? Like, they couldn't run the ball. They just basically stopped trying to run the ball. At some point, there were some clock management issues. I believe that final punt from Andy Reid, according to some of the, the Twitter punt trackers, was like a 99.9th percentile scaredy cat punt uh, in NFL <laughs> history, which will tell you how bad it was with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. It felt like this was all setting up for the big Joe Burrow flourish. Yes. And when they hit that third and 16, I was like, oh, this is happening, isn't yeah. it? But then no, it didn't. Then it yeah. didn't. Two minutes and 30 seconds, tie game. Joe Burrow gets punted the ball mm -hmm. by the coward, Andy Reid. I feel like I, figure, I, you know I, how this goes. I'm sorry. I feel like I normally have a better grasp on the story of the game that I want to focus on, but mm -hmm. there's so many ridiculous pivotal points mm -hmm. that I feel like we need to throw them all out there and figure out which one's <laughs> the most ridiculous. And I got, I, I mean, I guess we could go with the, the, um, uh, the rough in the passer penalty or unnecessary roughness penalty at the end of the game. Yeah. That was right, a big right, pivotal one. Right. But I got dibs. I have dibs on the play that wasn't a play. Like the third <laughs> down play where the refs, apparently one ref blew a whistle, but they yep. let the whole play continue. Yep. Not only did they let the play continue, which I think that was the second time that mm -hmm. a play went on and then they brought yep, it back. They did. But they this one earlier. Yeah. This one, they had to, the play fully continue. They mm -hmm. set the ball. Mm -hmm. The punt team came on came to the out. damn field. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, no, 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 no. We messed up. And it didn't even, <laughs> like, it didn't change the outcome, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe because they ended mm -hmm. up having a punt eventually on a, another uh, fourth and nine, I guess yep. it was. But I, I, that's not even the story of the game. As ridiculous as that was, that was not a deciding factor. I, I do like that we can all just wipe that off the board because like nothing Whew. really happened, except I'm sure some things did happen. And those things are mostly contained in the spittle yes. around Zach Taylor's mouth. And deser deservedly so. Like that is a fist fight for the head coach. Like you have every I'm right sure. to punch a referee if that happens. I don't endorse that. I don't think you should be hitting any referees to be clear here on the show. But like if Zach Taylor just swung at somebody, I would not have been surprised. Nick Sirianni. 
and Nick Sirianni would have been hitting people with hoagies. It would have been a disaster. Uh, so the Chiefs Absolutely. won twenty three to twenty. By the way, mm-hmm. they're going to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that is the uh, yeah. I guess the I thing mean, you should probably mention. They survived twenty three to twenty. It felt like that's fair. I, I know that you have a job to do, Pablo. You have to tell people things like this. But I feel like though we're taping this the night before, if somebody's watching this <laughs> at noon the day after, they already know the score. They're, they're here for some analysis and mostly wait, jokes. Wait, no, I imagine? now, yeah, Bill, no, I love debatable listener, watcher. <laughs> If you are yes. learning about the champ- the conference championship games this way, I'm sorry. God bless you. <laughs> they God not have social you. media. They don't have anything. Like they don't. They don't, they don't actually like sports. Like, I, oh my God. They've saved themselves for us, Dominique. They've saved themselves yeah. for Alabaster. Terrible academic study they're conducting. Where how how accurate can these people be? How much will I actually learn? I don't think you learned anything about yeah. the game in the first fifteen uh, minutes of our conversation. I mean, there was nothing. The Pacheco song. But you knew what, what you were getting into. That's true. Fair point. <laughs> it's nothing to learn from that game. What is there to learn? Please give us one parting it's, shot. The one takeaway that you want from this game right now. What is the one thing that we learned? For the podcast audience, Bill Barnwell is thinking. I'm He's thinking back my thinking cap is on. brain is, is, is churning. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is inevitable. It's the lesson <laughs> to take away from this game. It might, it, might, it might take 19 weeks to get there, but he's inevitable. Oh, I am startled to look at this box score and be like, he did lead everybody in like offensive yeah. production, not named Patrick and, Mahomes. I mean, and he, he, had, he was open for that pivotal third down when Mahomes threw it behind him. And, uh, and yeah. uh, Romo was saying all game how the bad ankle was going to make Mahomes better. And in that particular moment, Romo was like, I think this is what the ankle's going to cost him. It's like, well, what are we doing here? <laughs> what, what is going on here, Tony? It was the best of ankles and the worst of ankles. Everybody I mean, knows this. We, uh, we should know Tony Romo's not going to be at his best in the postseason. Come on, guys. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there it is. That's Man, the thing Al- we learned. Al- Alabaster, um, what do you got for us? That was much better than the joke I was going to make so uh, I digress and move on. All-time gut punch loss for the Bengals, by the way. I feel like they got, even before that final call, they had a legitimate gripe with the refs. Um, I mean, these are the, the Bengals have had some tough losses. Like that Antonio Brown loss a few years ago, where Vontaze Perfect decided to uh, oh. try and behead Antonio Brown on the field, and that cost them a game, with A.J. McCarron as their starting quarterback. That was pretty rough, too. Harrison Bucker. Game winning field goal. Just felt like his name needed to oh, be said, yeah. considering yeah. the state we are in with, with <laughs> um, Bucker, kickers Bucker, these days. Bucker, 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 okay, Bucker, let's Bucker. not. Yeah, yeah. save um, us. Save us. All right, guys. Yeah, two range. Sorry. Let's move on to the much. It's hard to imagine the much weirder game than that one. Uh, was mm-hmm. the NFC Championship game more about the Eagles' dominance or the 49ers' injuries? I, I'm going to go with the latter. Yeah. I'm going to go with the 49ers injuries because I guess, Dominique, the, the test that I'm using is like, you're the Chiefs now and you're like, all right, time to watch some game film. <laughs> and you're like, what can you really learn from a game in which Josh Johnson and Christian McCaffrey both played quarterback? Yeah, I was really disappointed that we didn't get uh, like more commitment to the McCaffrey quarterback situation. They teased us with the helmet mm-hmm. switch. They got mm-hmm. me all worked up. Hot and bothered. And, and yeah, hot bothered that they sent Purdy out there so to right hand it off. Like, that was mm. not fair. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's 
you don't expect much from a team when they go to their backup quarterback. You should expect less when they go to the backup's backup. And if they start messing around with a running back at quarterback, then I guess, yeah, it's hard to say that the game was like played in a fair way where you can learn something from either side. But still, that Eagles offensive line, man, it's still like they it felt like they still were pushing people around a defensive yes. line that we all respect. So that that's why I kind of frown my face up when you immediately jumped over the dominance of the Eagles as if it's not even close. Well, let's go back to the quarterback situation for a second, because this was not going to from the starter to a backup. It was going from the starter to the backup to the backup's backup to the backup's backup to a running back. At one point, we came close to Kyle Juszczyk, NFL quarterback, which really would have united the promised side Juszczyk. of debatable. I was promised Juszczyk. We were all promised to use check Pablo. And look what happened. Christian McCaffrey, Eagle Maniac. Christian McCaffrey said, No, we're down 25 points. I got to play quarterback. I have to be the one to do a double reverse to Debo Samuel. That's not going to go anywhere because our, none of our players can throw the ball more than three yards downfield. Oh, um, Literally. You know, like, like this was a game where it felt like God was testing Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> it felt like testing like this him or was, punishing him. <laughs> maybe both maybe both some tests are punishment yeah. i believe that's a, this is a separate podcast but i would say that this was a moment where i think we all have kind of had this perception of oh brock purdy has been so good that maybe you can just plug anybody in that offense we've had that conversation on this very show debatable and yet we saw the limits of those possibilities because whether it was Josh Johnson, whether it was Christian McCaffrey, whether it was Brock Purdy with maybe a torn UCL, depending on what we find uh, when he gets MRIs tomorrow, like that offense was not working with whatever they had at quarterback after Purdy got injured. What? I mean, I, I, I don't believe in supernatural things, but I don't know how else to explain the fact that Kyle Shanahan could be one of the best offensive minds we've had in the league in recent history, but he cannot seem to have a quarterback like ever. He, <laughs> it, 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 it I is guess Matt Ryan, when he was the coordinator, was the best quarterback situation he had. I guess you could go back to RG3 or something like that. But like he's been out here looking for quarterbacks. He took Tom Brady's back up and was like, yeah, the heir to Tom Brady, that's going to be my guy. Nope. And he expended a bunch of draft capital for Trey Lance. He can't stay healthy. Mm -hmm. He made chicken salad out of uh, Purdy, and mm -hmm. he gets hurt. It's just like the Eagles made chicken salad out of Purdy in this yeah, game, actually. No, they made yeah. the they, they made him back into what he was before. <laughs> nice. It was the chicken salad. <laughs> what, oh, what, yeah, Hassan Reddick was one of those was one of those uh, operations that you need to raid and show video of, and it's like, look what's happening inside of this. Yeah. Was this a rookie of the year situation? Did the did the oh. did Brock Purdy's arm become super strong? Is that, is that little big league or rookie of the year? I always get rookie those of the year, but I think that's but I think that's actually the best case scenario for this offseason, in which he gets <laughs> potentially Tommy John surgery, throws 150 miles an hour. <laughs> and by the way, like as much as we can, I guess fast forward right to this, the whole mm -hmm. question of is Kyle Shanahan like biblically cursed to mm -hmm. wander the earth looking for a quarterback this offseason, which was just recently pretty clear like yes brock purdy's gonna be the starter yes he'll be a cost controlled quarterback bill barnwell for a mm -hmm. million dollars a year the greatest mm -hmm. competitive advantage in team building mm -hmm. like that is like the one thing that looked like it was solid in the depth chart is now very up in the air i believe the universe bends in particular ways to keep stories alive at all times the aaron Rodgers situation 
perfect example. We're going to hit that later on. The Mike Tomlin going nine and eight and not having a losing record every year. The universe bends to make Mike Tomlin an incredible coach, not have a losing <laughs> record. And the universe bends to make it possible that there might be a scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo returns to the Niners yes. in every single season. That is no different this year because now if they trade Trey Lance, it might make sense to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back if Brock Birdie's injured. Anything with Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners is possible. I, should we talk about – I do want to – pay homage to the face that Dominique made, which was more like screwed up than the face Lane Johnson was making, despite playing with a torn groin. And a this whole- A retorn groin. A retorn groin, which is I think a crucial detail. Thank you, Bill, for yes. clarifying that. Because when we talk about like what the Eagles O-line is, mm -hmm. I feel like that guy doing this like that, we have done a lot of injury overcoming narratives throughout this season mm -hmm. that feels special to me maybe it's again just because i'm a guy with a groin but i i i'm like salute sir are, are you are you are you a single groin taxpayer papa <laughs> yeah see clearly that's how, how he decides as the father the of a, as the father of a groin <laughs> of a groin of a groin individual i mean this felt like once once nick bosa was taken out on the sidelines oh, yeah. by about that by by a, a player on a punt return, it kind of felt like this either number one was not the Niners game or number two, somebody was going to actively injure Kyle Shanahan at some point during this game. I mean, we have to look into this. Like, what deal did Kyle Shanahan make with which deity or devil <laughs> along the way? Because it's like, yes, I would love to be the greatest offensive mind in modern football, mm -hmm. but there will be a, pi a price to be paid. And he pays <laughs> yes. it every year, every week. And we no. all drool over him throughout the course mm -hmm. of every season. Mm -hmm. Oh, but Kyle Shanahan, but Kyle Shanahan. But the one thing he wants most, <laughs> he can't get. He cannot get. Total. can't hold on to a 28-3 lead. Mm -hmm. he, he can't win in the playoffs or in championship games every single time. He, he gets to the Super Bowl, and then Patrick Mahomes makes a ridiculous comeback. Like, Snatches this, his soul. At some point, like, we talk about, like, randomness and, like, regression. Things should swing back another way. It never swings back in Kyle Shanahan's direction. It nope. is the monkey paw curse, Alabaster. Kyle Shanahan wished to be the greatest run designer mastermind ever and in mm -hmm. response god took away yeah his ability to have a quarterback keep a quarterback healthy he never looked more like sad kendall roy than he did today mm -hmm. um oh, the brim. but that brim. i i do want to ask hypothetically how do you think this game would have gone if purdy had been healthy did you just see the eagles as <laughs> definitively better no matter what it's a good question i mean there was a moment right in the first there are a couple moments in the first half when it was just like Look, there was the Devontae Smith, you know, non-catch that should have been challenged. It was a tie game even after that. Like, <coughs> I, it, it did feel Bill Barnwell is hopefully going to remain alive. Okay, nah, he's right muted. It. Why are you drawing oh, attention to Oh, good, 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 good. For the podcast audience, absolutely that. nothing is happening. Yeah, chill out, man. We're supposed to be teammates. Jeez. I thought, Bill, bus, was, Bill. I thought Bill was performing the role of the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> in his rectangle, literally choking <laughs> to make his point. But no, I mean, it did feel as much as momentum, Bill, um, is Thank a you. thing that we have real doubts about as, yeah. as a thing. It did feel like there are multiple points in this game where the Niners were like this. We, 
it all, I mean, I feel like when Trent Williams decided mm-hmm. to get thrown out of the game by fighting someone, it was officially done, but it's probably done a little bit sooner than that. And I think it was because of the recognition that they didn't have a quarterback. They just didn't have a guy who could throw and they knew the way that this was going to go. When Josh Johnson fumbled that snap, I think it was like, well, we know Josh Johnson can't do everything or even a lot of things, but if he can't take the snap, yeah, that's the problem. And that was so frustrating and so sad to me because it was the first time in Kyle Shanahan's entire postseason career that he was like, okay, we got to try to run a drive downfield quickly with a minute and a half to go in the first half. He didn't do it in the NFC Championship game last year. Didn't do it in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with better quarterbacks than Josh Johnson. Finally, he put his foot on the gas and his quarterback fumbled the snap, which means no matter who he has next year, it's never going to happen again. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a curse. Can I, can I propose a solution to this problem? Because now the NFL does not want to have a situation like this in a meaningful game. Imagine if this happened in the Super Bowl. Roger Goodell, the same people who said, we got to restart the game five minutes after the DeMar Hamlin injury, oh would be like, you know, guys, maybe we should just take a break and show a couple ads. Uh, yeah, for, for, yeah, to get the quarterback back in. I think there should be a designated survivor for NFL quarterbacks, yes. where at any point, they should have basic knowledge of every system. Maybe it's like a Matt Ryan, like a veteran type who's not really good enough to be a starter anywhere, but could oh, jump in. Oh, I have a wrinkle to this, Bill, because I love this. Please. It should Every team should be assigned a former quarterback currently working Ooh. in the media. Ooh, and they should be forced to put in Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, one <laughs> team should need to put in Dan Orlovsky. You got to be imagine? better than Dan Orlovsky. No, no, no they got to be. You got to have someone. No, better they than don't. Dan. Can you imagine Romo calling a game and then having to leave in mid-game because he has to fly out to go <laughs> be the Cowboys quarterback as the no, designated the, survivor? No, the quarterback no. calling your game. So I, yes. I don't come like, out of the booth. Steps in. Steps I don't in. like this. I don't like this rule because players like Dan Orlovsky and me. We'd like to get further away from our playing careers so that we could talk <laughs> about all the other players who are currently much better than we ever were. You put us back out there, it will remind people that we weren't that good. This is and we can't. So, so, like, stop it. Don't we put need Dan this. Back out there. Oh, I want Dominique. I want Dominique oh. filling in on a secondary so bad. Mm-hmm. If you oh notice, if you notice, as critical as I can be on multiple players, you never really found me coming down on corners. Like, I, I don't do that. <laughs> I just not do it because I look up and I'll hit. Could have been me. Was me at one point. So, <laughs> no, we're not gonna get into that. So, who? Uh, Thirty-one right, guys, to seven. Eagles let's win. Move on. What are your first impressions of the Super Bowl matchup? Uh, it's black quarterback versus black quarterback. Oh, he got it. <laughs> Call dibs on that one. <laughs> I beat you to it. I got. I had to damn. get to it first. Like I knew. I know how you operate. You try to corner. Mm-hmm. You try to block that me was out. That's a good one. Of mm-hmm. the most important storyline. First time in history. <laughs> You want you want the actual <laughs> biggest story? Uh, it's backup former Jags quarterback versus backup former Jags quarterback Chet Henney versus Gardner Minshew. Oh god! Oh boy! Oh man! In February too. How dare you, Barnwell? We're in Jags heaven. <laughs> um, yeah, so th- it's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. I think that the the Chiefs versus Bucks Super Bowl like is one thing that like hangs over all of my analysis is like don't get too infatuated with quarterbacks. Do not get too infatuated with quarterbacks. Understand that the offensive line and defensive line matters when there's a big advantage. The one time that I feel like the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, like I actually called that one, felt good about it. It's like they're not going to be able to block them. This one is not, there's not as big of a discrepancy between the defensive line of the Eagles and the offensive line of uh, 
the Chiefs. And the same could be said mm-hmm. for the other line matchup. So I'm not sure that's going to be as easy to predict this. But it's going to be really hard to stop the Eagles from running the ball, no matter who you're playing against, especially given the Chiefs are not necessarily a defensive powerhouse. So Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Said all that to yeah. say, let's well, get back to the quarterbacks. I like that you spent 90 seconds circling, well, the offensive line, defensive line mismatches are bad. There's not one in this game, though, so I'm going to talk about Patrick Mahomes' ankle instead. <laughs> well, by, by the way, um, you know, I don't know how you guys felt about Jalen Hurts throwing yeah. the ball in this game. He was mostly running around, yeah. um, perhaps strategically because he has his own throwing shoulder injury. But, he like, does. the two weeks are going to be helpful to Davidique's, um larger point there. Like, yes, I am glad we get two weeks for Mahomes to – recuperate and and or get shot up with all sorts of exotic chemicals um and for jalen hurts get the same like i i think we're gonna get them healthy right or am i being Mm -hmm. too optimistic there bill based on how you see this healthier certainly healthy-ish but i mean (laughs) high ankle sprains are kind of erratic we don't really even know what's wrong with jalen hurts's shoulder there were certainly times in this game i mean what five weeks six weeks after he suffered the initial injury where he got up and he did not look happy about stuff. He did not look like he was thrilled about coming down on his shoulder. And I think it's harder for Jalen Hurts to kind of be in a situation where he can avoid taking hits on his shoulder than it is for Mahomes to avoid taking hits to his ankle. So I think they'll both be better than they were, but I don't think we can assume that they'll be 100% or close to it uh, as we get to that game itself. Um, this is not about the Super Bowl, but I found myself thinking in the course of these games, both of the games were full of injuries that, I mean, you know, I'm a union guy, too many games in football. It feels mm-hmm. like the, the season is too long, like uh, particularly mm-hmm. when you get to the final four teams and all four quarterbacks have injury issues. Like in the course of this game, <laughs> towards the end of the game, Joe Burrow is like holding his arm. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is limping around. We're down to... Christian McCaffrey playing quarterback one team and Jalen Hurts is dragging a bump shoulder. So I know they don't care about any of the rest of the players, but maybe it's too long when the players <laughs> that you build all the rules around protecting are all fucking hurt. <laughs> That's why we need the designated survivor. Oh, Matt nice. Ryan's. I'm a, I, Matt I don't Ryan's share nothing that we say up. on this show, but I'm sharing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cut, cut. <laughs> coming off the bench fresh. No injuries for Matty Ice. Tony Robos. <laughs> No, no golf injuries for Romo. He's he's good to go, ready to play. And I think that's, I think that's something that teams are going to have to change, right, in the years to come. Like I think that backup quarterback position, already a valuable position. Teams already spent a good amount of money on a player who might not even see the field all year. That's going to be a position where I think teams are going to be comfortable spending nine, ten million dollars in the years right. to come. Because when you're playing extra games, when you're playing deep into January, when you see, oh yeah, the Niners have to start Josh Johnson at quarterback for most of a playoff game, like that's going to encourage and, them to actually make this a significant part of their roster. And it does feel, Alabaster, like you could do some sort of bit of legislation where it's like it does not count against your actual like salary consideration. Oh, like, now we're give, talking. Now we're give talking. an extra position to the quarterback that does not prevent teams from making a choice. I get it. Yeah. Eliminate the salary cap. I agree, Pablo. <laughs> I just I just didn't like, start there. Yeah. I'm so stunned. I've I've worked with Dominique for a long time and I had no idea he was a union guy. It's like, no. It's the only thing I care I, about. 
No, yeah, Alabaster, I had no idea that Dominique was a union guy and protected cornerbacks. I had never noticed mm-hmm. either of those. I know. Things. I, mm-hmm. I want to let you guys in on a couple of secrets. I know <laughs> I'm quite discreet about a number of things, but I can no longer stay quiet about the most important things in my life. Thank you for sharing <laughs> One, the truth. Cornerbacks, two, unions, three, black people. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you want to get my attention, get a black corner and a union, I got his back. Uh, I, guys last question uh where should aaron Rodgers want to play next year i don't care <laughs> hey. he's part of the union no no guys they your, we had your guy let me put on my, my tinfoil conspiracy cap okay please we saw a certain traitorous skyscraper uh, yes wear green a beacon you may think to the eagles which the tweet indicated I think this is a beacon, a reminder to Aaron Rodgers that, hey, we are more than willing to sacrifice any and all principles to celebrate somebody. Can we, and Aaron Rodgers, absolutely, Bill, is my answer to this question. Can we talk about the, the Empire State Building? Like, that seems like a, a fundamental affront to the city of New York. Like, there's it's not even a, a plausible case where you could have the Empire State Building in green. It's a low. And I'm looking at that Benedict Arnold building right now and it is green that is not mm-hmm. that, is, that is it's true it's right there I can see it green green as hell if New York had any hope in Daniel Jones that building's not green absolutely not this yes. is the same Eagles team that tanked in week 17 a couple of years ago and cost the Giants a shot a six and nine six nine one Giants team maybe cost them a shot at the postseason and this is how New York does it for the Eagles I mean, is the Empire State Building just like want some attention? Is that what this is? Like, this feels like there had to be someone who, like, there's no way that they didn't realize that this was going to get poorly received. Okay, but if you do it, that's fine. Do it in Chiefs colors. Do it antagonistically to the city of Philadelphia. That's a rival. No, city. no, that doesn't get the same attention as this. This is this is um just thirst trapping essentially. This is a building version of thirst trap. <laughs> they haven't gotten enough attention, so it's like you know what. No one's looking at me, so I'm going to put on my sexiest stuff, go straight to the gym, get a good pump oh. going, pour some water on myself, and take some pictures. Yeah. This is the Empire. It's the Empire State Building realizing that its normal takes aren't going to get enough attention. It's just going to pivot to criticizing uh, how many parents are in a given household now. Ooh. Speaking <laughs> of parents. I, I, I do want to get back to Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to derail us, fur- derail us further. Mm-hmm. Annie Apple deactivated her Twitter account, and I find that hilarious. Oh, no. I don't this find is, that this hilarious. Is, I mean, this is, I'm sorry. You know what? The internet spares nobody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I find it She wise. knew it was going to be like yeah, this. Yeah, I find it wise. Go ahead and get off of there. Ain't nothing for you on there tonight, <laughs> Annie or Eli. You know like, yeah, guard yourself. Guard yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. I I, I, re- I respect Mrs. Apple getting off Twitter. You know Eli's going to tweet through it, though. Yeah. And he should, frankly. Yeah. And yet... You're that online? And yet, neither of those apples... Are the most embarrassing apple tonight that's the big apple god damn it, new york city <laughs> uh, right, how so dare you Rogers, embarrass me where's he gonna go I mean, on I this program like, i feel like we're gonna be talking about this from now until july I know. so let's get all it, the takes on the table it, you don't think it could happen sooner than that yeah i mean maybe it could you tell me what do you know you know something who are you talking to what do you got you got a scoop 
I don't gotta. I'm not. I'm not using my scoops on twelve hour notice on debatable. <laughs> Why not? If I'm, Bill if Schaffer? I'm honest, sounds so, so like you got a scoop. You you may you may uh, be hearing from Adam Schefter if he keeps that. That's a that may lead to a lawsuit. He is not part of the, but wait, but, well, the but, debatable but, union. But Bill, just to clarify though, there is yeah. seemingly there is uh, via Schefter, I guess, in the general news industrial complex in the NFL, mm -hmm. there is the notion that the Packers would want to trade him. That this of is course. the momentum in that direction. It's not Aaron Rodgers wanting out; it's the Packers wanting to get him the hell out of there. Which means, to your point, I guess that there could be action on this. There is certainly contractual reasons to get this done sooner rather than later. The Packers need it under the salary cap. They want to use the money they would save to replenish the rest of their roster. They have to decide on Jordan Love's fifth-year option, which would be, I believe, almost about twenty million dollars in twenty twenty-four, fully guaranteed. Which they have to decide on not until May. But you want to get this done before free agency so you can take care of it. And on top of that, there's a lot of guys who are going to be on the market. Derek Carr is available for trade. Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. Tom Brady is going to be a free agent. So if you're the Packers, you don't want to be trading Aaron Rodgers when there's one landing spot. You want to trade him and have as big of a market as possible for him. So for that reason, I wouldn't be shocked if this happens sooner rather than later. Wow. I have no idea. Like I... I... The problem is Aaron Rodgers is, and I know we get Schefter leaking from the like the suits side, the management side, but Aaron Rodgers is the one who Allegedly. fuels this more than anyone. And of course. one thing I know is, I mean, listening to Aaron Rodgers is not going to give you a ton of like actual insight, or it's going <laughs> to give you so much insight that you actually don't know where to go. Like it feels like. Yep. He's just going stream of consciousness the, the way that, yep. like, I think when I'm, like, half asleep, half awake, it's just like, <laughs> it goes everywhere. And, like, it doesn't mean anything, but it's it's a fun Words are spells, Dominique. Yes. Words yeah, so are I, spells. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big A-Rod fan these days. I hope he gets what he wants and I just hope he plays there, for a team that happens to be owned by a company that manufactures pharmaceutical vaccines. <laughs> Is that too much to ask for? Did we have any of those out there? Uh, yes. Aaron Rodgers to, to Bayer Leverkusen in the German Bundesliga. <laughs> oh, or Woody Johnson. Oh, yeah, right. The J &J show. Oh, oh, great. Oops. That'd be good, too. Um, get, get immunized from them, I believe. That, by the way, the Empire State Building doesn't get so... Speaking of, like, we have the Grease Poles in Philly. We know property destruction is happening there. I do not have the Empire State Building as the number one vandalism target coming out of conference championship weekend, but here we are. Do you think this was a hack? 